everyone? Welcome to another episode of Whoa So Daily. I am Joey, and Claire is back with me today to recap a ton of matches, most namely the United States' 1-1 draw against the Netherlands. Claire, how are you doing? Um, much better now that I slept on this one. That, I think, is kind of the prevailing feeling among a lot of us uh, USWNT fans. We can just hop in and start talking about it. Uh, I would like to preface this that if you want full analysis, uh, watch for Scuffed and Bells' and uh, Greg's episode coming out in the next couple of days. And also uh, the call-in show is going to be up later today that we uh, discuss this in full detail. What are your main thoughts on this game, especially as it pertains to the United States? Definitely not playing the best game that we could play and yet escaping with a 1-1 draw against uh, the World Cup finalists that we played just four years ago. So I feel like it was kind of the conversation we've had around this U.S. team for a while, which is somebody in the Discord put it well that we often just look like an NWSL all-star team out there. Like stuff doesn't connect as well as we would like. We had all of these shots and dangerous attacks in the final third but a lot of times someone would go to start an attack and then everybody would just kind of be standing around a little bit without full confidence of what to do next so I feel like we were probably the more talented team but we couldn't finish all of our chances and then we kind of ran into the midfield issue we've had for a while what were your thoughts it just, yeah, like you said, no chemistry. It looked like an all-star team out there in an all-star game where you just kind of throw the best players on the field and let them have a little bit of fun, except this was a World Cup match. Uh, and that's kind of not what you want uh, to see in a game with actual stakes. And I also thought that um, even though we started to play much better as the second half wore on, individually, it's not like our performances were picking up where the team chemistry left off. It's okay to not have a ton of chemistry if individuals can go out there and create a ton of chances. But our individuals also weren't getting a ton done. Sophia Smith did well in her one-on-one take-ons, and Alex Morgan was flicking on pretty well. But besides that, and obviously, by the way, in the back, Naomi Gurma is a legend. But besides that, it wasn't like we were creating a ton individually, which means that if you don't have the chemistry, you're kind of toast. Yeah, I thought part of it, we need to give credit to the Netherlands. They're a good team. They were obviously very well organized. They ran over us in the midfield a few times, which I think is like my ongoing concern from this match more than anything in the attack. Although the subs might be an ongoing concern come Portugal, depending on how well rested they are. I say subs, maybe lack of subs there. But You do have to give credit to them. They had some good attackers, and they are a really well-organized team. I think that's the last thing I want to ask you about uh, as it pertains to this U.S. game is lack of subs. We had one sub in the game, and it was Rose Lavelle getting her 45 minutes, uh, subbing on for Sav DeMello uh, to start the second half. We had Trinity Rodman look gassed out there. We had others that were... You know, now on 180 minutes, Alex Morgan, Sophia Smith among them, uh, Haran and Sullivan in the midfield. We have Alyssa Thompson on the bench. We have Lynn Williams on the bench. We have, I mean, you can go Ashley Sanchez. 
Alana Cook to maybe slide in the back and bring Ertz up to the midfield. We have options to bring on the field. Why didn't we? Yeah, that's my big question. And I kind of get what Vladko was implying of like, we were kind of starting to cook towards the end that he didn't want to let any adjustments happen with where Sophia Smith had kind of gotten her legs back under her after the goal. She looked a lot more dangerous against these gassed Netherlands defenders. But I would have loved to see Alyssa Thompson or Lynn Williams. And quite frankly, when we were starting to get cooked through the midfield a little bit towards like the middle to the end of the first half, when the Netherlands was running over us a little bit, I would have liked to have seen Alana Cook and seen Ertz in the midfield because I didn't think we were playing to what our potential could be there. But the attacking subs is probably the bigger concern because we're going to have to see probably the same front line again against Portugal. Do you think we're going to see it be Smith, Morgan, and Rodman again starting against Portugal? I have no reason to believe that it wouldn't. Vlaco seems very happy with this you know, kind of result and the product that we have out in the field. So at this point, my money would be on him not changing. And I think... That's a good point, because as we segue into kind of what we need to do, the U.S. is on four points with a plus three goal difference. Netherlands on a uh, four points with a plus one. Portugal on three points with a plus one. Um, and obviously Vietnam is now eliminated after that loss to Portugal that we'll get into in a minute. But the United States still needs a draw to advance. We cannot lose. If we lose, we are out. So, like, we need to score at least one goal in this game, probably. Um, I mean, you could you could play for the 0-0, but like, let's be honest, we're not playing for 0-0 draw. We're trying to score at least a goal in this game. So if if Vlaco believes that that's our best front line, they're going to have to play, right? Yeah, and to add on that, like, the likely scenario is we have to play Sweden if we finish second in the group. We'll get to if we have to play Sweden when we talk about upcoming matches, but like the likelihood is Sweden will win their group and we would have to play them if we finish second. So not only do we really want to beat Portugal, we want to be able to run up the goal differential so that we can be in front of the Netherlands and get first in the group and then not have to play them in the round of 16. So I think that's something to consider too. And I would really like to see, I have been saying, I want to see Lynn Williams start on the right. I would love to see her and Thompson come in earlier and just try to rack up the points a little bit if we can in the next one. I would love for us just to, and by the way, Lavelle to start as well. I want us to just come out, dominate, and you know have it sealed away uh, in the first half. Obviously, Netherlands could run up a big result on mm-hmm. Vietnam, but right now we're plus three on them. If yeah. we if we go and we score three against Portugal, maybe keep it three zero. That should be enough. I don't think Netherlands is going to score six or seven against Vietnam. So if we can go two or three against Portugal, that'll be enough. But let's try and do that early and not have us kind of, you know, biting our fingernails toward the end of the game, thinking that hey, do we have to play Sweden now in the round of sixteen? Wouldn't like that at all. Yeah, and I do want to mention that Lavelle, we found out in interviews and reporting after this game that she was on a 45-minute minutes restriction. So I'm wondering if that might still be the case going into this Portugal game, 
and how we're going to address that. If she's on that restriction, do you still want to see her start? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, go okay. 35 to start, pick the lock, and then hopefully we're up 2 or 3 nil at half and we can make some changes. Uh, but obviously, honestly, my biggest one is start Cook in the back, bring Ertz in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that, I, I don't know why we aren't doing that. Yeah, I, I really am curious. I hope somebody will ask Vladko, like, what happened to Elena Cook? Because we were all expecting her to start at center back. Even going into the Vietnam game, her exclusion was really a surprise to most people, I think. So I would want to wonder that. And I almost would want to see, I think I have a different opinion than you. This is my soapbox issue that I would like to see Savannah DeMello start. And then if we can rack up goals early, I would like to pull her ran off and let DeMello play that role a little bit because... Haran, I'm worried about minutes if she's going to play 90 every single game. But I think that's the expectation is she's going to play 90 every single game. Hmm, that's an interesting point. Yeah, no, I I can see that happening as well. I think my thoughts are just much more predicated on get the result you need to in the first half mm-hmm. and don't leave it hanging late. But I, I hear what you're saying. I think that makes a lot of sense. But yeah. yeah. And if we're playing Sullivan again, I think... DeMello, I don't think she's as good in the attack as Rose Lavelle, but like who in the world is as good in the attack as right. Rose Lavelle? The, right. You're counting on one hand there, and that's as good maybe. I do think she might be a little bit better defensively because Portugal is decent. They put two on Vietnam that we'll get into. So if we need that defensive stability in the midfield, especially if we're starting Sullivan again, that might be another argument for her. But it'll be interesting to see what we do, and I'm sure this will be covered more in depth on the long pod. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, to be fair, the Netherlands beat Portugal 1-0, and it was Mm -hmm. going that way in our game until Lindsay Horan stepped in, uh, took that corner, and headed it home. Uh, Mm -hmm. Good by her. I think she's been quietly pretty good so far in this World Cup. Shout out Lindsay Horan. Her and Morgan were getting a little bit of flack going into this, I feel like, or like we were doubting them a little bit. And they've both kind of been stand out to me as like once the World Cup started. Oh, no, we're here. I agree. I, I've seen the same thing. Anyways, we can move on. Uh, US won one over Netherlands. Full thoughts on that uh, on the scuff feed. Uh, we can move on to the other teams in our group. And it was Portugal taking on Vietnam. I actually was somehow able to catch the first half of this. And even though Vietnam came out and looked a little more willing to go forward than they were against us, Portugal hit them pretty early. Uh, not going to... The first name, Toma Encarnasau, maybe, uh, scored the first on seven minutes. And then Francisca Nazareth scored the second on 21. No goals were added in the second half, but this was a pretty dominant Portugal win. And the uh, the Vietnamese keeper, again, stood on her head. Uh, made a couple big saves in this one that kept it from being more. But Portugal wins 2-0 and keeps their hopes of the knockouts alive. Claire, I don't think this is the case, but do you think seeing this result, they have what it takes to really challenge us and really give us a game? You know, I don't want to say never. They have some good players. A lot of Portugal, I'm pretty sure, plays for the San- for Benfica in Portugal. So they're pretty familiar with each other and organized. And they have a couple of good attackers. Jessica Silva is pretty good. 
So it's not like we're playing Vietnam again. There'll be a challenge, but I think we'll be able to get a result. I'm more concerned about the ability to get a win over a draw and run up the goal difference to win the group. Yeah, I'm not concerned necessarily about getting that draw, but yeah, getting the win and then running up this margin, like you said, we're going to need to do that if we don't want to play Sweden um, in the first round of the knockouts. Yeah, and yeah, looking at their roster, it's mainly Benfica. They have a couple of players on the forward line from Sporting, but yeah, mainly Benfica. Yeah, Portugal's looked all right. Um, a very competent kind of third team in the group to maybe make a little noise as we head into match day three. But congrats to them uh, winning 2-0 over Vietnam. And Vietnam, I'm defensively they've put out a i think a pretty good showing so far this tournament really uh not getting you know bombarded with goals and they they've held firm the keeper th- uh seven saves again so i mean she is mm-hmm. one of the uh under you know under talked about stars uh so far in this tournament she's been great for vietnam but yeah 2-0 the final result there uh in the early hours of the morning mm-hmm. uh Portugal get their three points and go third in the group behind us and the Netherlands. And then the last game to recap of the day, the shocker, the host Australia injury riddled. We know that uh, Mm -hmm. still without Sam Kerr, but they go down three to two to Nigeria. And now suddenly it's Australia on third place in their group, needing a result against Canada to advance. How about it, Claire? And good for Nigeria. Oh, this was a fun one. Nigeria won me over in their Canada game. I've been riding for them. I'm so excited they're in the front of their group. I think that Australia-Canada game is going to be a circle on the calendar wake up for it now, if it wasn't already. This one was so fun. Two extra time goals in the first half, two set-piece goals, one for Australia, one for Nigeria, a couple of like really great from the corner of the goal goals from Nigeria. It was just a fun one to watch. It was so good. Um, Australia kind of dominated in shots and possession, but they didn't always come off. And I think that they were really missing Mary Fowler. And of course, Sam Kerr's are irreplaceable. Yeah. A 64% possession and a 17 shot advantage. Um, dominating, uh, statistically and actually they scored first uh 45 plus one and then a 45 plus six uh kanu leveled it for nigeria which i i have to imagine just momentum wise was massive for them mm-hmm. they came out of the second half and ohala and oshawala ended up getting two goals on 65 minutes and 72 minutes and then australia's second was uh in the 100th minute so really nigeria kind of was able to i even the, withhold some Australian pressure, but have that kind of comfortable lead on the scoreboard and then ride home uh, that three points after getting unfortunate against Canada. Uh, or sorry, not getting, I mean, getting unfortunate against Canada mm. in the way that, you know, I would say Christine Sinclair had that penalty, but they also had some chances to win that yeah. game. And they couldn't quite grab all three points, even though Canada, I would say, was the more dominant of those two sides. And then they were able to finally grab the three points and do it against the hosts, I think, speaks volumes about, you know, the the fortitude in that group. And I a lot of respect uh, for them. Uh, do you have any idea why Oshawala uh, didn't start that game? I don't know off the top of my head. I'd be curious to see some interviews or like see the thinking there for Nigeria. But Nigeria has some stars like 
I'm excited. I think they could win this group and get the England game. So, Yeah, and we, we talked about Oshawala being from Barcelona with Ryan, and then Endosier, their keeper, is also very, very solid in net from Paris FC, kind of that other Parisian team. Yeah, good yeah. for Nigeria. They get the 3-2 win, and now they are in prime position to advance. They are actually top of the group um, on tiebreakers, both them mm-hmm. and Canada four points and a plus one goal difference. But I guess because goal scored is the second tiebreaker, they actually go ahead. And mm-hmm. really all they need is a point against Ireland. All they need to do is draw against an Ireland team that's been eliminated and they will be through to the knockouts. A surprise in that group for sure. And now that, like you said, that Canada-Australia game is a must-watch. Should be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, no, Nigeria's good. I always have to shout out Michelle Alozia. She's a forward for the Houston Dash plays more defensively on this Nigeria side, but I'm always so excited to see her on the field. And then this Australia team, let me tell you the end of that game, despite how injury riddled they are, they kind of stole our never say die shtick at the end, like getting that second goal. And they were fighting for a third one through the end. Like Nigeria must've been breathing the biggest sigh of relief when the whistle blew on this one. Yeah. I mean, we talk about Australia and playing in front of your home crowd can help mm. that, but man, I, especially as injury riddles as they are, it's so easy to put your head down respect to them. And I think based off what we've seen from Canada or kind of the lack of what we've seen from Canada, they get a hundred percent get a result in this uh, next game and that could mm. see them go through and Canada go home. So yeah, that should be really interesting. Um, that's all. That's all we got in that game. Three, two Nigeria over Australia. One of the shockers of the tournament so far. We can move on to the games that we have uh, uh, to cover, the games that are going to occur over the next 24 hours, and a very watchable game for all of us in the United States. At 8 p.m. on the East Coast, Argentina takes on South Africa. A, the, the two um, uh, teams uh, in, that are in the bottom of Group G right now both probably need three points in this one if they hope to uh, have a chance at advancing. Argentina looked pretty good against Italy, but South Africa also put on, I mean, a surprise performance against uh, Sweden that saw them go up 1-0 and then eventually cough up the uh, uh, two goals, the last one coming in the 90th minute. So do you have any inkling as to what's going to happen in this game, Claire? Who, Who do you have? I am rooting for South Africa. I think they are... I feel like this one might be pretty evenly matched. They're both kind of underdog teams going into this one. I think it'll probably be low scoring. Argentina's kind of got the statistical advantage. Google thinks they're going to pull it off. But I think this one will be a good one to watch because I think a draw would probably eliminate both of these teams from contention to get out of their group. And a win would vault one of them right back into it. So this would definitely be a good one to watch. And we will see what happens tonight. Yeah, just based on the way that the points break down, they probably will need all three points. And you see this all the time when both teams need three points, they start to gun and it becomes a lot more fun, a lot more Mm -hmm. and free flowing. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, That's what's coming up early. Uh, well, early, I say, in terms of uh, the time over there in Australia and New Zealand, but a great mm-hmm. time for us in the United States. That's a watchable game. Yeah. England and Denmark is the other game, or the second game, rather, of the day. That's at 4.30 on the East. In England, uh, after a 
a dominant and yet disappointing on the scoreboard first game against Haiti in which they I mean, they were all over Haiti, but only a 75% possession in Ghana. But they only won 1-0 via a Georgia Stanway penalty that actually had to go to VAR. I don't know what to expect now against a Denmark side that got all three points, albeit mm-hmm. unconvincingly against China. A team in Denmark that we know has the firepower going forward. What do you see in this one, Claire? Do you think that Denmark could pull the upset? I think it just, I think it's definitely a possibility. Like England's scoring problems did not start with their match against Haiti. I mean, Haiti was good. Their goalkeeper was good for that game, but they've had these scoring problems leading up to the World Cup and all of their preliminary matches. Their injuries are really hurting them. So if they are still struggling to finish an open play, like Denmark could definitely pull off a draw here and if the cards fall their way they could get a win would be my take yeah i'll be rooting for denmark we we kind of have assumed this anti-england bias in the discord just mm-hmm. on the men's side because they played us and now the women's side after they won the euros i don't have anything specifically against this england team I, I, and i feel a little bit bad because of all the injuries we talk all these teams have injuries which is again it, its own problem but mm-hmm. This England team is kind of riddled with injuries. Like, do you want to detail some of those players that are out for them? Yeah, they're missing some of their stars. Leah Williamson, right? Their captain? Yeah, Leah Williamson and then Beth Mead as well, right? Yeah. So, so that's legit. Two, yeah, two big stars for the English team. Of course, like, injuries in the game are bad, but as an American, I have struggle searching my heart for sympathy for the English. But yeah, as it compares to us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know. I think like I would like to see English fans humbled personally, but they're probably the favorites for this game. And I'm kind of expecting a draw here. And Denmark, I think, would consider that a good result. Yeah, I think Denmark should be playing for that draw if they can mm. get it, get that four po- that fourth point, and then that that's a great position to advance. All you have to do is, I mean, maybe not even win against Haiti, but get any point against Haiti, and then you're through. Uh, so yeah, if Denmark can play for the tie, that'd be great for them. Uh, like you said, England a little I- injury riddled, but you know they they were able to withstand that in their first game, and we'll see what they can do now against the toughest opponent that they're going to get in the group stage. Uh, England and Denmark already on three points and a plus one goal difference after their one no wins against uh, Haiti and China, respectively. So we'll see what happens in that one. And then the final game of the day, the final game we're going to preview on this episode of Woso Daily is those other two teams in that group, China taking on Haiti. This is probably another one of those matches that both teams need three points to stay in contention. And Claire, again, I think this is going to make for a very interesting end to end fun game. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Haiti looked put on such a valiant effort against that English team. I'm just rooting hard for them right now. Me too. And we we talk about all the time, Dumernay, Mondesir, Borgella, mm-hmm. like super fun players. And they almost stole it toward the end against England. Yeah, they've got some good players. They've got some stars on their team. And a lot of them are rising stars. I'm excited to see Dumernay again. I really think Haiti might be able to pull this one off. I sure hope so. And last word, I mean, their keeper put on an absolute show against England. Ten saves. Uh, she 
kept them in that game all the way to the end and they had a chance to tie it but she kept them in that game all the way up to that point so big shout out to their keeper hopefully mm-hmm. she's able to put on another show against china a chinese yeah. team that let's be fair against denmark they battled harder than i think a lot of them a lot of us expected them to mm-hmm. and made that a real game yeah i think i underrate china a little bit i haven't seen i haven't seen them play yet so I'm excited to see them. They're really favored in this game, like probability wise. And I think they're favored in the FIFA rankings too. So it'll be good to see. I just, I like Haiti's momentum of almost getting the point against England. They've got to feel a little confident there. Yeah, I completely agree. And I bet, I bet a lot of that favorite uh, nature for China is just based on the fact that they've been a power in women's soccer a lot longer than Haiti's really even been on the scene. But I mm-hmm. think. If you know you're rating China that much higher than Haiti, you're disregarding you know Dumornay and all those players going forward for Haiti. Um, and there was uh, what they were able to do to the U.S. I think they're going to be able to do similar stuff to the the teams in this tournament. We almost saw that against England. So yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's about it, Claire. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Um, catch the full recaps of the USA games on the scuffed feeds and it was fun to recap these ones yeah thanks so much for coming on uh thank you listeners for listening we'll be back tomorrow to recap all those games we just talked about and preview a bunch others including france uh and brazil that marquee matchup uh we're circle that one on your calendar yeah we're previewing that tomorrow on woso daily so until then we'll see you bye